comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. What is going on? My name is Jason Gold. Welcome to Gambling with Gold, episode 83. We're going to be talking NBA Finals Game 3 recap and Game 4 betting preview. With me, as always, my guy from the Action Network, Dan Titus. Dan, how you doing this Thursday? Pretty good, man. Uh, plenty of time to assess what happened yesterday. What We got like a one-day turnaround to talk about Game 4. Um, man, uh, I feel pretty good about Boston, but uh, man, that was a that was a really entertaining Game 3. Um, hopefully Steph Curry isn't as hurt as uh, it appeared initially, but um, yeah, they're going to have to get back on the saddle real quick here because, uh, man, they're a couple games away. Could could get interesting. So um, yeah, I'm curious to get your thoughts on the game, what happened, and uh, maybe what adjustments the Warriors can make. Yeah, so one may couple that we have to do from uh, the pod on, I guess, Tuesday was yeah. I'm an idiot and thought it was – Two three two. It's two two one one one. I'm like so so, so stuck in my Just old like, in the brain. <laughs> exactly. So we are going to get back to Golden State at, with this being three two. So it is like Boston six. Kind of seems like probably where we're headed at this point, unless the Warriors can get it done in Game Four. So let's talk about Game Three a little bit. Boston wins one sixteen one hundred. Currently, the series price bet MGM Celtics minus two twenty five. Warriors plus one eighty. Game four, which is on a Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific, which, I mean, these people on the East Coast have to deal with a 9 o'clock start time. I don't feel bad for you at it's, all. The it's West the revenge for us maybe. having to wake up at 10 a.m. every Sunday for football. <laughs> you know what? When I was in college, it stunk. And now, yeah. like, I'm not waiting around till 1 p.m. to watch football. No, no, no. I need to get up and at them. I'm, I'm up at 6 or 7 a.m. So, whatever. West Coast, yeah. best coast for watching sports, for sure. Yeah. Uh, game line for game four Warriors plus three and a half. Same line as last night over under two fourteen and a half, which is up a tick from where it closed in game three. Uh, money line on that Warriors plus 145, Celtics minus 175. So I guess let's start here. Game three Warriors come out totally flat in the first quarter, second quarter, whatever. Third quarter, they dominate per usual. Fourth quarter, they let it slip away again. What adjustments do you think the Warriors have to make right now with either their lineups or their style of play, assuming that Steph is healthy? Because if Steph's not healthy, this series is over in five easily. Yeah, um, I think the first thing that they have to do is get Gary Payton the second more minutes. 11 minutes, that was very surprising coming out of game two. We talked about how he would be – actually, we thought he would be actually a pretty um, effective piece for game three. Um, knowing that Boston had to make these adjustments, um, but he really wasn't a factor. So, you know, I think with with uh, Draymond Green not playing well at all um, yeah. on offense, he's only averaging seven points, five rebounds, and five assists. So that's pretty concerning. Um, you know, this is not the Draymond of old, and I think even from a defensive perspective, Jalen Brown just went right at him in the first half there. And uh, first quarter, that, first quarter, Jalen Brown is like the easiest money that you can make right now. Man, it's crazy. Like, he just continues to go off. And, you know, I think it's a bit concerning that the, the Warriors lost with Clay giving you 25, too. So, like, yep. they're going to have to have these role players step up here. Um, and if, if Steph isn't 100%, you got to get some scoring from those X-Factors. But I think it's more, more important that they actually get some stops on defense. And, um, 
you know, I, the adjustments, I think maybe they, they have to go a little bit bigger. You know, maybe Kevon Looney gets more than 16 minutes, too, because Robert Williams was just having a day in the paint, man. Like, so great defensively. You saw why he was, you know, runner-up to, to defensive player of the year to uh, Marcus Smart, or should have been, probably, if he played more games, um, realistically. But um, I think all the momentum and energy was really on Boston's side in that game. We were on the Boston side of things. We thought that that was going to happen. The question is, is... Does the Warriors have do the Warriors have more adjustments in the bag to counter this again? And I don't know, man. I, I'm on the Boston Celtics here. I, I just think that on the road, just to go through a couple of trends, because I think a lot of the the focus in the first, in game three was like, well, the Celtics are just flawless after a loss. And they continue that. They're seven and zero now. Um, but let, let's look at the Warriors after a loss. Four and one against the spread and covering by a margin of eight and a half points so far in the playoffs, five and zero straight up. But all of those games have come on their home floor. We haven't seen the, the Warriors lose and on the road and then come back and get a victory here. So in since 2015 in the Steve Kerr era, they're seven and six against the spread on the road. So after a loss, so man, just the way that they looked, the energy got sucked out the building, man. I don't know if unless Draymond Green can can rally the troops here on the on the uh, in the TD Garden Arena. I, I can't back the Warriors here, man. I just don't think that they have it, and I think this is going to go up three one to the Celtics. And then after that, I got some bold predictions, but I think this is going to be three one Celtics right here. All right, so I'll hold on to the bold predictions because I want to hear all of them. But yeah. 82.1% of the time, teams that win game three in a 1-1 series wins wins the series. Team up 2-1 in the finals win 80.3% of the time, 49 and 12 lifetime. So it's high. We're, looking at, we're looking at it likely where before the series, all the uh, analytics said that the Boston Celtics had like an 84% chance to win. And we made fun of them, and perhaps rightly so. But right now, look at the historical trends. They probably have about an 80-85% chance of winning the series, despite the fact that they're only minus 225 which would imply that they're like a 70% chance to win, 68 right. to 70%. So in theory, there could be some value in betting the, the Celtics to win the series right now. doesn't matter how. I just I, That minus 225 sticks out to me as something I don't want it to happen. I'm a Laker fan through and through. I'm rooting for the Warriors in the series. But my head says that was Celtics minus 225. That might be a nice little bet to make right now. Yeah, I mean, you could also look at, you know, some series prices for exact outcomes. I mean, Celtics in, in six is certainly live. You can get that at plus 170. Um, but the one that I like is the Warriors in seven. I'm still holding on for dear life there. Holding on to it. All right, so here, <laughs> Three to one. Here's, here's the bold predictions. All right, so we think we're going to bet the Celtics tomorrow night. At least that's the plan right now. Yep. Minus three and a half. They go up 3-1. Then how do you see the series unfolding from there? saying that you have a bold prediction and you're saying Warriors in seven, how do you see it playing out to get to that point? So they go back to, they go back to golden state, get it to three, two, steal one on the road, three, three. Guess what? You got home court advantage for game seven. This is Steph's moment goes off for like 40, gives them the championship finals, MVP. One of the best finals we've seen in a long time. So you get to this point where, if you're the if you're that's the Warriors, three straight, like, by the way, that's that's yeah. Tough. <laughs> uh, so if you're if you're the Warriors, the point at this point, you're like, okay, if we hold home court, so we get games five and game seven, all we have to do is win one of the next two games on the road. That's, that's fine. right. 
What can they do in a one-game scenario? Do they just go, you know what, all the bullets are out of the chamber. Let's throw the entire kitchen sink at it for one game. And do they have to do it in game four? Or do they try to save it for game six thinking, okay, five and seven, we have to get it home. We've lost a home finals game seven again. That shit is never happening again. If we get it to Chase Center for game seven, we will not lose. So at one point, you just go, whatever we have left, here it is. Just show Boston all of your cards. Right. That's a great point. Um, and I think Boston got away with one. Like, they stole game one. That that game right there, um, yeah. that's been the differentiator. But, you know, going back in history since 2016, uh, the Warriors have won at least one away game in 26 consecutive playoff series. So they're going to get one. It's just a matter of is it game four or is it game six? And that's where I'm like... I feel like it's going to be game six, man, because like we're going to have more days in between. I think Steph could definitely use another day of rest uh, after injuring that leg. We don't know the severity of the injury, but all I know is that he didn't get an MRI, but he said he's going to play. Uh, it's also the NBA final, so I'm not surprised he wouldn't say anything else other than that. Um, but I think they're going to need a little bit of time to readjust here. That That recalibration could come in Golden State. They play better at home. I think you'll get more Jordan Poole. That's another adjustment I think they're going to have to make is like when they go back, I think we're going to have to see more pace and probably get more time for Jordan Poole on the floor there to get more buckets. Um, Otto Porter um, will probably need to see some more minutes as well. Um, but they're going to have to tighten up the lineup. So I don't know. It's, you got the starting five, and then I think you maybe run just Otto Porter, Gary Payton the second, and Jordan Poole. That's your so, lineup, and that's that's what you, that you attack them with. Porter was the only one last night with a positive plus minus. He was a plus four in 21 minutes. This is coming after game two when he had the highest plus minus that we talked about on the show yeah. on Tuesday. Right. I think Porter, it might be a 25 minute like game for him in game four yeah. and maybe even more. I, I do agree. I think with the shorter eight person lineup, you know, the eight guys that can work here, Looney's going to have to get more minutes. You cannot let Robert Williams have the sort of game, which we were surprised by. The, I think the yeah. only two things that we, we were, were all, wrong we were about. all the ones that were on the under, but like Robert dude, Williams, I thought he was hurt. And, and, yeah. So did I. And he had not been effective in the series. And I don't know if he will continue to be so, but he was definitely right. to me, the MVP of game three. He was absolutely, absolutely. dominant, even absolutely. though he only had what do you have, eight points and 10 rebounds or 10 points and eight rebounds, whatever it was uh, four block shots. He was absolutely dominant in that game. And I don't know what the yep. Warriors can do. My question about the Warriors here is, uh, well, a couple of things. One, what the hell is going on with Draymond? 15 points and 15 fouls in this series. And two, the Warriors in the third quarter, again, they're a plus, I have it written down here. They're like a plus 74. In the, no, no, no. They're plus 43 in the third quarter in this series, and they're a minus 40 in all the rest of quarters combined. What are they doing differently in the third quarter? Is it just the after halftime adjustment is it the way that they play with the pace because the warriors in the half court have been like gross disgusting awful in right. this series but when they get in any sort of transition they're money so i don't know if that's what they're doing in the third quarter or not but it feels like that's something that they may have to do the entire game yeah and i was gonna i was gonna bring it back to that point and like i think we were really tracking that warriors third quarter as a home trend but uh, that just could be this the way that these series swing is that you can count on Steve Kerr making some kind of adjustment at halftime, whether it's scheming for Steph because Steph's gone off in the third quarter of the last two games. Um, I, I don't know specifically what it is. Maybe it's the rotations of of the minute allocations of when they're how long they're keeping certain players in in that third quarter where they can just make these runs. But 
I'm definitely concerned that I'm not getting more consistent performance throughout the game and having to rely on a third quarter to get that boost and, and to get back into the game here. Um, so that's something I'm certainly going to be looking at for game four. I don't know that I want to, man, it's that plus money to have the Warriors at, at uh, for to win uh, the third quarter. So I'm like tempted by it, but I haven't pulled the trigger yet. So Steph in the third quarter of game three, they go on this insane run. They have the seven-point yeah. play. They grab the lead for a second. And then Kerr rests him for the last three minutes of the quarter because he's like, okay, we were down, I think, 12 and a half, whatever it was. Yeah, we grabbed a lead. Mm-hmm. If we go down five going into the fourth quarter, even if I have to sit Steph, we're in a good spot. Like We grab part right. of the lead back. But then you lose all the momentum, and Steph is so hot. I felt like that was a little bit of a concerning, like, you need to have a bigger lead. Or a lead at all. They're they're playing so much better in the series with a lead than having to trail. And again, with the half-court sets that they're running, it's almost like they have to play with a lead. I'm wondering if in the first quarter in game four, they're just like, screw it. Full Steph show. I don't care. We need to play and grab a lead. We need to be up like, you know, five or ten and play that way. Yeah, and I think that's that's one thing that killed him in the first game was like the non the non-curry minutes. As soon as he stepped off the court in the fourth quarter, they went on a 7-0 run and didn't look back. And then the same thing happened in the third quarter. It's like if this guy leaves the floor, you got to have someone that's going to make an impact on the scoring side. So that's why I'm thinking maybe they deploy a faster, more um, uh, shot, more putting more shot creators on the floor earlier than trying to s- slow the defense. Maybe you can get them into a little bit. I don't know if you want to be into a shootout. Maybe you do want to be in a shootout with them. Um, it's a different style. And, and at least that keeps Robert Williams off the floor, which is a good thing. Like you want to have, you want to exploit those matchups, getting him on a switch on the perimeter. You can drive by him. You can get him in a switch. You know, they play drop coverage. You shoot over top. Um, but I think that they're really going to have to answer the mail by scoring more points here. And um, I think in the, the adjustment side, defensively, I don't know how much more they can do. They just got to score more points and it has to be consistently outside of Steph Curry. So who do you get engaged? I think Jordan Poole, he's, you know, what do you have? Um, 11 points, 10, 10, 11 points. Yeah. In game three. Four, four of eight from the field, one of four from deep. Like he, it wasn't that. It wasn't involved. that impactful. Right. Um, so they're going to have to get these guys going earlier on so that you can survive those, those non Curry minutes. And I want to go back to Draymond for a second. Just like, yeah. Uh, what what uh, do you do with that? I, I don't have an answer for, obviously he has to be in the court. He does so much otherwise. But yeah. he's been so deficient offensively, and he's not really creating anything for anyone else except for, you know, maybe two Steph. quarters in game two. But, like, yeah. Steph can get his own. Like, Steph will be fine. with. But I don't know what you do about Draymond other than light a fire under his ass, which the Celtics fans certainly did. But I don't – all right. I have to go on a little rant for a second. <laughs> if you're the Warriors, what the fuck do you expect? Boston hasn't had a, a, series, a finals game in Boston – in 12 years, Boston fans are absolutely fucking nutbag in, in a good way Crazy. and also in a, in a bad way. Did you not <laughs> expect that they were not going to chant fuck Draymond? Like, obviously they were going to do that. You should have had the mufflers on your ears, kids. Maybe the kids shouldn't be at the game. Like, he's a grown man going into Boston. Obviously that's going to happen. That's part of the fun of going into Boston. So if you yeah. weren't ready for that. I, I I thought it was a little bit like they were. I thought that was weak. Afterwards. Yeah. yeah, I was like, what what are we doing here? You know, I thought it was a. I didn't really understand the motive behind it, other than to like just complain about Boston fans. But like, what do you expect? Um, 
especially with the target that that Draymond painted on his back by talking all yeah. that shit on his podcast right before or the press conference before that. So like he's got to he's got to be able to deal with the smoke at this point. Like he's got to show up. This is the game. If this is going to be a Draymond Grant game, it's it's this is the got to be the one because he's not a threat on offense at all. They're just not even guarding him at this point. Like they guard yeah. him in the screen. And then, you know, we saw in game two how he was so effective in that screen and roll that they were getting a lot of shots off. But I mean, they pretty much deaded that in the game, in game three. So he's got to be ready to take the ball to the basket or at least pull the shot. Because other than that, he's just, he's just like a cone out there. He's getting torched on defense too. Like he had a couple of good plays, but like, you know, a couple of blocks and certainly still can get there on the rotations, but I don't know, man, he looks like he got a step slower and I, I don't know how you hide him. You need him on the floor for his intensity, but Maybe you stagger some of his minutes. You maybe you don't give him 38. Maybe you play Otto Porter a little bit more in certain situations. Um, take advantage of maybe you stagger his minutes with Jalen Brown or a different player. I, I, I don't know what the answer is for Draymond, but he's got to wake up because this, this team is only going to go as far as his defense and his intensity. And he was pretty much checked out. A lot of fouls was get, getting into the fan hype and all that. Like, I think he just got distracted and got off his game and, I think you saw it in the in the late in the second half. Like it, it just didn't really work out for him or or the Warriors in the fourth quarter, especially. I think one of the things that interests me about the Warriors so much in this series, and maybe concerning if you're betting on them, is they have to be so reactive with their moves to what Boston's doing. They can't really yeah. dictate a lot of the action. Usually, if you're not dictating, you're gonna be the one in trouble. So unless they're the ones that can find a way to dictate either by pace or shooting variant or whatever, they have to find a way to be able to dictate in game four and not be so reactive. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if they don't, if, if not, they're dead. I agree. So are you, so for serious bets, you're thinking Celtics in six is the most likely outcome. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. I, what I about Celtics say, in five? Do you think you can do it in five? No, because I, I think the Warriors have too much pride at home. And I wouldn't be okay. surprised. I mean, I think the Boston's going to win game four. I, I'm leaning that way, but I don't want to be too reactive to what I saw last night. I'm trying right. to keep it in perspective. Right. right. But I don't, I mean, I just don't know what Golden State does if, if Steph isn't 100%. Like, Clay's going to have to have a game six game in game four. And even then, like, <laughs> yeah. What happens if Clay scored five? Like, hot last night. And if Steph and hit, only hit on three, thing, felt like they hit 20, they still lost the game by 16. So I don't. It's basically going to be like they need what happened to happen in game two again, where Boston's shooting variance just goes to absolute trash and they take a lot of useless threes and stuff doesn't really go their way. Yeah. But if the play is like a B plus game tomorrow night, I, I think the Boston's going to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's the struggle I have with. So I was trying to look at the shorter game angle. Like, can I play a quarter or potentially a half. Um, but I kind of like where you're leaning towards where the Warriors adjust by just coming out firing um, offensively. Like, part of me wants to take the Warriors first quarter. First quarter? Yeah. Plus one and a half, minus 110 right now. Money line plus 130 over under 54 and a half at that MGM. So maybe that Warriors first quarter plus 130 and do the plus one and a half on top of it. Right. I don't hate that. Um, that's and the only way that bet, I think and the, then you okay. can live bet the trends as it goes through is like the third quarter. If that's a momentum swinger, Hey, you know, you can, you can kind of pounce on that as, as it may, but, um, yeah, I think that's the way that the Boston Celtics came out. Like, I think they could be riding a little bit too high off of that, 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 that victory. 
Um, and then Steve Kerr makes a couple adjustments. That's the thing is like, does he want to pull out all the, is he going to pull out all the stops in game four? I think that's a great question that you asked. Um, or does he just kind of continue to play it as it is, make a couple adjustments, um, maybe make a couple more shots, get that, the rotation a little bit tighter. Maybe you have a short, you can shorten that game a little bit, but um, what, what about the game total? How do you feel about the, the, the total at two fourteen right now? Yeah, so I, I expected the total to drop as the series went along. Uh, yeah. It has not. It is going up a, a tick every game, and they hit over last game, albeit by two and a half Six, points. So it was yeah, two tight. and a half points, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think I'd lean towards the under, but if the Warriors are going to play this umtempo pace and they don't think that they have a chance in the half court, then I would expect, you know, maybe it is a shootout. Maybe it is. Warriors have to score 120 points to win a game in Boston. I don't know. I don't even know if they can't. Like, do they have enough bodies? If even if Steph is 100%, how do you get to 120? You're going to need Wiggins to go off for 20. You're going to need a big pool game where he scores 25. You're going to need another, you know, 15 to 20 from Clay. You're going to need Draymond to score 10. You're going to need Otto Porter to score like seven or eight. So it's just asking a lot from a lot of different people here. It is. And, and even if they come out firing, I don't know. I feel like you have to bet on a the Celtics to regress a little bit. I mean, they had a really good game, but um, you know, is, is Marcus smart going to go off? I mean, are their top, are their big three going to go off for 20, 20 plus five rebounds and five assists, you know, breaking, doing things that haven't been done since 1984. Um, and Robert Williams being as effective as he was. So I think it's maybe a play. I, I'm probably going to stay away from the total. Cause this guy, I can't get a read on it. Um, I was on the under yesterday and it was close, but you know, I, I think I definitely was on the wrong side, especially after such an explosive first half. Um, I'm expecting a little bit more defense in this game. So Boston in the game last night, four players with five plus assists, only 12 turnovers on the night. That's not going to fucking happen again. I can guarantee no. you. They might shoot better in different <laughs> places, but that exact yeah. thing with only 12 turnovers, they out-rebounded the, re- the Warriors by a ton. Uh some of those that variance is going to come back to the middle a little bit. So I do think there is a path for the Warriors to compete. It's just going to require some really, really good shooting nights by a lot of, you know, these inexperienced players who, to be honest, didn't play that great last night. Wiggins was okay. He scored 18. He was seven to 16. He did this thing. But like we talked about on the, on the last show, like he's the one that's bulletproof in the series. Just bet the over on his right. total points. If it's 15 and a half, he's going to get it one way or another. Right. Um, but pool, I mean, he only took eight shots in 24 minutes that has to go up and everyone else is kind of trash. Yep. That's exactly right. All right. So you're still making a case for Celtics here. (laughs) I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to be reasonable here. I would like to, I'm trying to find a reason to bet on the Warriors and I can't get there. I do know this. If Marcus Smart rebound props is still three and a half, these books are getting murdered again. That was the hammer, the double hammer. (laughs) They moved it to four. I see it in some books, four and a half at plus money. I'm still even tempted by that. Like, he sailed over that. He had four at halftime. I mean, so, I mean, with him playing as, as many minutes as he is, and, I mean, he's just been dominating the Warriors. Like, he's just a very tough – he fills the box score anytime he plays the Warriors. Minus the game two, where he only played 27, 28 minutes and, you know, obviously didn't play in the fourth quarter. I mean, he had one bad game and in, in five opportunities against the Warriors. And at home, he's been even better against them. So, yeah, I can't fade. It's hard for me to fade Marcus Smart at any game in this series. 
I am hoping that I see another. Uh, the, the highest I bet it yesterday was minus one sixty at three and a half. Didn't care. But it's you could have given me. Hey, you could have given me minus two hundred. I would be like, I don't, a I winning don't care. bet is a matter. winning bet, man. <laughs> I yesterday was a great day for gambling. I loved it so much. I hope that we can repeat the performance in Game Four. All right, why don't we talk about some player props, some other player props that maybe we're interested in based on some of the adjustments that you think are going to happen. So. I just talked about Marcus Smart. If I see three and a half, I'm going to do it. I'll probably sprinkle a little on four and a half. I'm going to keep betting this Jason Tatum over assist. I love that bet, especially if it comes back at five and a half again. Uh, yep. I saw a five and a half minus 130 earlier. I put a little bit on that. Um, but for the Warriors side, that's the one that I'm most interested in. I think that after last night, so the Boston rotation was eight and a half guys. Basically, Pritchard was the half guy there. I know who's going to play there. And I, and I do like the Grant Williams overs at this point. I think that the Robert Williams and Grant Williams lineup, that worked really well. If I can get a five and a half again on that, I'll probably bet that. But in terms of the Warriors, are there any over-unders on anything that you are interested in? Going back to the Wiggins well, but I'm going to do points and rebounds. Um, in two away games versus the Warriors this year, he went over last game, 25. First game back in December was 33. Um but really, he's just been crushing this um, against and just in, in the postseason uh, over in five of eight games in the postseason in away games. And over the course of just the actual playoffs, he's done it in 58 percent of games. So um, Wiggins, as you said, bulletproof in this series. I think he's just the guy that's going to be the scrappy rebounder that gets uh, very good looks. Um, I mean, he's their second. He's I, I trust in him more than Clay to score the ball in this series. Um, and he hasn't really let me down yet. So I'm going to go back to it. His line is at 21 and a half, I believe. Let me double check that. Yep, 21 and a half. And he's averaging 22.3 versus uh, 22.3 versus Boston um, in the playoffs so far. I love that one. I think that maybe I'm overrating or underrating what happened in game three with Robert Williams, but I'm tempted to go under his points, six and a half plus 100. Uh, and rebounds at six and a half minus one fifteen. I'm really interested more in the points for Robert Williams under six and a half. Yeah, because he caught some nice little alleys there. Um, couple loose balls. If you get if we get a Steve Kerr adjustment with more Looney, maybe it makes it a little bit harder to get those second chance points or those you know drive to the basket. He's the only one left. Uh, kind of alley oops on bad rotations. Um, I think if they if they can get more of a front court presence, I think that definitely does limit. Robert Williams upside scoring wise. Uh, do you think there's any chance that we get, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot here, a real Draymond good game with all the juice behind him? So like, should I be betting Draymond over assists five and a half minus minus one thirty rebounds? We, we talked about this last time, but a little too much variance there, but six and a half minus minus one thirty five at the over Draymond points, seven and a half. I'm not touching his fucking points. I can't do that. But assists would be the one I want to target over five and a half assists minus 130. Yeah, maybe you hedge it with rebounds and assists, but like he's just been awful against Boston, only averaging 11.8. His line for rebounds and assists is 13 and a half. Um, is this the game to back Draymond? It's it's Draymond, it's back Draymond or it's back Clay again. And I don't know which one I want to trust here. Um, Clay's points is sitting at 20 and a half. Has he strung together two good games in a row in the postseason? It's been a nope. while. Um, it's just like this. Draymond's the perfect guy when he gets punched in the face to come back and swing. And he might right. miss, 
But it, I right. guarantee in game four, he takes a big swing. And he might actually swing at someone, but he's going to take a big swing <laughs> one way or another. So I, Yeah, that, I, I think so I'm going to lean towards – yeah, I think I'm going to lead towards backing Draymond for how bad he's been. I think that this is going to be a motivational, yo, guys, we need this fucking game type of motivational type game. And he actually does something more than 7-5-5. Five, and five. Um, And being that he's still averaging 10 rebounds and assists, like – two more, you know, in a good game, that could be the the rebound uptick that we might see with them going smaller, or maybe they play him more in certain lineups or against different people. Yeah. I think I'm gonna take the over on 12 and a half rebounds and assists for Draymond. That's going to be my stretch, my stretch prop. I'm with you. All right, Draymond, we're going to need you on Friday, half. buddy. No, I got 12 and a half minus 125 at a bet, bet MGM. Oh, bet. All right. Shop cool. Around. Yeah. 12 and a half. Let's, let's do it. Around. 12 and a half. <laughs> All right, uh, that does it for Game of the Goal. We'll be back next week. If the series continues, I know that you will be in Detroit for FSGA uh, for Game 5, so we probably won't do a podcast then because, fortunately, I am not going. But if we get to a Game 6, we'll definitely do a podcast. If not, we'll be back, and we'll talk about maybe some NBA draft bets coming up uh, in late June. we got a nice big board showdown that is debuting for the NBA draft. First time ever doing the NBA for big board showdown, so excited about that. We'll be back tomorrow morning. 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern with our Daily Dozen with uh, 12 props for Game 4 of the NBA Finals. So until then, go place those bets. Join us on the Draymond Green Train. Hopefully we make some money. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. 